you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, but let's be honest, mostly just gentlemen. Um, it's my honor and privilege to introduce four good friends of mine, four heroes of yours, as well as their effervescent producer, Ricky Hollywood, over there. Now, just before we get started, this show is going to be available to around the NFL podcast listeners around the world. So let's make sure that we show all their fans back in the US how passionate you are about the show. Make as much noise as you possibly can. Now, the show normally starts with Matt Moneysmith um, doing an intro. Money couldn't make it with us today. So I'm going to give it a go. I'll see how, do, how I do. The Around the NFL podcast is buying pints for everyone in this room after the show. I specifically noted in the script that I wanted to give you a hug, but... Hey, everybody, what's up? Hey! To be what? more specific, Dan's buying drinks for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name... <laughs> Very good. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal... What's up, boys? What's up, boys? Hi, Diane. <laughs> Wait, did you just do the West voice? I did my impression of you guys doing an impression of me. Spot on. <laughs> How's everybody doing? That's fun. This is cool. How about that? You guys uh, are the lucky few that got tickets within two minutes of it going on sale. Where are the women? <laughs> right here, right here. Oh, hi. There we go. Oh, there, yeah, I, I see a woman there. That means we're up. We're at, wow, we are going through the roof. We have, whoa, we have hey! upwards of 11 women here. That is up roughly 99.4% from last year. Things are going well. And the woman that's so important to our show, I know Henry mentioned her, but we're going to say it again. Ricky Hollywood! I know you, I'm not going to even ask if you have a mic because I know you have a mic because that was the first mic Why you tested. Why wouldn't I? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we are, is our, everything okay, boys? Do you want to yeah. sit down? Let's sit down. Sure. Sit. Let's do that. Now, see how this is precariously set up? Just a bit concerning. I'm trying to figure out why I have an industrial light 
machine here next to Oh, you'll bit. find that out That's soon enough. That's a couple enough. segments away, Mark. You'll find soon A couple soon segments enough. away. All right. So here we are in London again. And it's so exciting to be here. Thank you to everybody that came. And, and uh, what, have, what have been our big takeaways so far uh, this mm. week, our second journey here to England? Well, I, I think we have to start with the lead story right now, the protests uh, preventing us from getting inside <laughs> and outside of our hotel. We, uh, we managed to luck into staying in the same hotel as the governmental gas and oil conference. Um, good timing, good the, timing. The only corporation less popular than the NFL as a corporation. <laughs> uh, yes, and oh, by the way, I should mention... The bar is there, and I don't have to tell you guys, your listeners of the Around the NFL podcast, you can get booze throughout the show. We won't even be offended if you get up uh, multiple times. But, yeah, not only do we, are we dealing with that uh, and the traffic that it's caused, although it's a beautiful city and we're enjoying it, a lot of time spent in cabs. Uh, we're dealing with, Ricky, we're dealing with a ghost situation, which I'm, it's, it's an issue. And, and we did work, we, we, there it is. Yeah. I figured it out if you listened to a show earlier this week. Sounds like Connor's mansion. <laughs> it turns out that there is a hospital that existed hundreds of years ago. And when a hospital is open in the 1200s and the 1300s and the 1400s, it's all about just getting the ooze out and then you die. Whatever. Crack the skull open, get the ooze out, and then wait. So there are ghosts and then there are environmentalists after us. So it's been tricky. It's been tricky. It, it's been tough. I really like how much we've blown out the budget here for the special effects. <laughs> I've, I've found it comforting. I mean, I, I generally side with big oil. And uh, <laughs> when it comes to the climate, I've got another 20 or 30 years to operate here on the earth. I'll be fine. You and know they're listening I don't, right I don't now. get what the big issue is, to be honest. So. You know they're listening right now. Um, so we're really excited to be here. And today's show is going to be a good one. It's not, you know, usually, and Greg and I have talked about this privately because we have many, and I out. many <laughs> private conversations um, usually a live podcast sucks uh, in terms mm. of like the listening experience for people that aren't in attendance but we're going to change all the rules today maybe wait then you were definitely talking about Wes and I mm. no not just us and in general we, we want to give you a, a representative show to what we do when we typically have a podcast so we have I have a whole rundown here of things we're going to get to and there's a lot of fun, but let's start, because it makes sense, uh, with the big game coming up on uh, Sunday. Mark, you, there's a new nickname, uh, Tottenham Hotspurs Stadium, fine. Right. Spurs Stadium, I heard that's okay. Never Tottenham Stadium, and never, ever Wembley Stadium, I learned, the hard way. Neil Reynolds, who I saw, yeah, he buried me over that. Um, but what is the name that you, you're working with, Mark, right now? Toddy House. Toddy House. Toddy House. And it's, you know, everyone I've checked with, they've said this is official. This works. Uh, I, have an, I have another one. Let me know. I'm the waiting. Big Tot. How about that? Does that do anything for anybody? No? Okay, Toddy House it is. Very serious we crowd did a, on We this did topic. a show there last night for Game Pass subscribers, and it was with... Uh, a huge superstar of sport that plays for Tottenham that absolutely none of us had an idea who he is, and now I forget his name. Kyle? Eric oh. Dyer? Eric Dyer. <laughs> Did you say Kyle? <laughs> Not Eric Dyer fans. He seemed like a perfectly fine bloke. <laughs> Big Eagles fan. Big Eagles fan. 
Uh, so yeah, with the game coming up, Panthers against the Bucks. Why don't we get going with just talking about who's going to the game on Sunday? Wow, that's exciting. That's fun. Hopefully, the driving rainstorm lets up by then. Uh, Mark, Wes, what are we looking for uh, in this game? What are you most interested to see? Well, Christian McCaffrey is playing as well as any running back in the NFL and getting better every week. He's putting on moves that you don't see anyone putting on linebackers. It's a credit to how hard he's worked, but they're also going up against a Buccaneers defense that pretty much shut down the Panthers the last time they played. And a Buccaneers defense that Greg Rosenthal will be happy to tell you mm. ranks number one in Football Outsiders run defense DVOA. A- every other type of run <laughs> defense. Hashtag nerd. I think <laughs> we're the two that like football here. Uh, I like that uh, the coaches for both teams, I feel like, do their best work or they sometimes like it when things are taken away. You can tell Norv Turner is having about as much fun as Norv Turner can possibly have as a human, running plays for Kyle Allen and Christian McCaffrey and doing everything possible with Curtis Samuel in the running game. And so that's going to be tough, I think, for the Bucks to deal with. But Bowles is similar because they have no talent at all in their back seven. They really don't have any pass rush. Their other coach th- called them soft. They, and they are. And they, because of that, if you just like watching kamikaze defensive football, Todd Bowles is going to go crazy on Sunday and send six or seven guys at Kyle Allen every play. I mean, all I can think about is the edge of this chair is <laughs> half an inch from causing a massive head wound to myself. But... What, does the, the other, show continue if one of us falls? I mean, how does that work? Should we work out the logistics? If you fall, it doesn't. If I do, I think we'll be all right. But <laughs> I, that guy, I, the guy over here, looks like he has a great T-shirt. I think he becomes the new Mark Sessler. <laughs> Perfect. Can, I, can you stand up, sir? A lot I, I'm of just pressure. Curious. A room. Oh, <laughs> look, at <that. laughs> look at that! Hey! Someone, Wait. someone made a, a T-shirt with all of us on it. You know, some people say they want to see Christian McCaffrey live. I get that. I mean, he's a premier athlete. I, I want to see the Jameis Winston melt factor, which can range from, you know, negative 100 to plus 100. We don't know what kind of Jameis Winston we're going to get. And just the idea of seeing that with my own eyes. That uh, excites you. With glasses on. It will yes. be exciting. That's necessary. I saw Jameis Winston jerseys at, at the, the pro shop. and my, Selling like hotcakes. Because nobody's bought them. <laughs> my... Basically, where I was going. My my daughter likes the Bucks. It's one one of her favorite teams. And I thought about getting her a Jameis Winston jersey, and it just feels like a mixed message in 2019 to, to buy it. Yeah, Jameis that's Winston. one where you, you put it on a hold. And it's been many many years now, Jameis Winston. Let's keep it on a hold at this point. <laughs> Maybe Mike Evans is the way to go on this. Um, this seems like it's going to be a close game because it was a close game last time, and Kyle Allen, for as excited as we got. Him and Danny Dimes both came out of the gate in that week at the same time and blew the doors off. Uh, he could probably stand to have a better game this week, and I don't imagine it's going to happen. I think that he could struggle against uh, Todd Bowles, the revitalized Todd Bowles uh, and the Bucks defense. I love defense. this narrative. I mean, Todd, he just came and he said, it's a new day. I'm putting everything behind me. Let's pick this game. It's a phony narrative. Yeah, it's they a little bit funny. They give up 30 points every game. The, the narrative us. is essentially we all watched Bucks Panthers 1 together right. in the back of uh, Chris's house, or, which is a beautiful place 20 to watch 20-something days ago. And uh, I, you know, we were getting a, a little bit loose that night. Oh, you were yelling Todd Bulls at the top of your lungs every three minutes. <laughs> and uh, since then, I'm on board. Oh. 
Greg's love of football knows no bounds because there's no one else in the world that was screaming Todd Bowles at the top of their lungs on that night. Uh, so let's pick it. Mark, you first. I'm going to go 22 to 20 Panthers in overtime. Mario Addison's safety of Jameis Winston. Ouch. <laughs> Panthers uh, 34, Bucks 3, Jameis throws three pick sixes. Mm. Three? Dang. Why you got to be like that, Wes? Wes always wish casting against Jameis Winston. <laughs> you can always count on it. He gets his wish often. What do you got? What do you got? Oh, yeah. I have a... I, you know what? I'm going to counteract Wes's negativity and say Jameis Winston has the greatest game of his pro career. Five touchdown passes, mm. nary an interception, and the Bucks roll 35 mm. to 21. Just want to point out that Panthers fans call it positivity. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, uh, Greg Rosenthal. I... I look at the right side of the, the Bucks offensive line and in, in general, the, their injury situation that they have. You know, they're, they're missing a couple guys. They got a broken leg at right guard, I believe. They're missing their Ouch. right tackle. But to me, there's only one doctor and only one prescription that can solve this case. It's Dr. Rainmaker. <laughs> if you think it's raining right now in London, wait until the dollar bill's raining all over. Hotty Tot Stadium on Sunday when the Bucks drop a hammer and cover against the Panthers. Dance for us. Here comes the rain again. Katie was supposed to. Thank you to the lovely Katie. 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 You you guys would have loved, because we kind of do have what would be called production meetings, pre-production meetings. (laughs) You would have loved to know how hard it was for us to convince Greg to bring back the Rainmaker. It was, like, it was like trying to talk Tom York into playing Creep again. I, <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, it's, it ran its course. I don't connect with that anymore. And we're like, I play the hits. Deals, I had to make deals involving future children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there you go. That is uh, the preview of the game at Toddy House. Or as you would call or it. Or the Big Tot. Either way, you just, whatever you choose. All right, Ricky, how you doing over there? Doing good. That yeah. was uh, terrible dancing by Greg, but... I mean, it was non-dancing. I thought Katie was going to do a little singing in the oh, rain. Oh, you're putting it on Katie? Yeah, blame Katie. Oh! oh you know, Greg! Greg! Greg, we have 11 Bring female it. listeners now. Greg loves a crowd that poos. I do. It, you, you fuel me. It gives me fire. <laughs> it's not just all men that look exactly the same anymore, Greg. <laughs> Anyway, Ricky, what's going on over there? We got anything cooking? Hey, our sound guy's name is Simba. How cool is that? Awesome. Awesome. He's a badass, you can tell. I mean, that's... I'm doing great. (laughs) I don't know what you guys are doing up there, but I'm hanging out. I thought you were going to give us, like, a note about the sound, but you just want to tell him his name. No, you guys sound, like, dumb as always. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Ricky. So so you've totally detached from the production eight or nine minutes in. Well, as you can see, I just sent Katie up there to dance with an umbrella, so I'm clearly involved here. (laughs) Well, we have a mailbag segment to hit, right? Yeah, we do. I I got some. Okay, great. I was trying to tee it up, but uh, I had to be pretty direct eventually with it. (laughs) Oh, are we doing that right now? All right. (laughs) I mean, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but... Are you? You don't have to try, Dan. Okay. Um, So, (laughs) love you. All right, so you guys, I tweeted out on a secret burner account that only has the most diehard of ATN fans. So oh, damn. You don't follow it, then you're not that cool, but it's cool that you're here, so I'll just read a couple of these, okay? At ATN Fanboy, 
You guys all make fun of draft day, but name a better football movie. It's Remember the Titans, hands down. Hmm. Interesting. Blindside, okay. Blindside's a, t- a terrible option. The, well, oh, one of the no. like sentimental garbage. Who was? Um, help me out. Who was? Who was the real life player? Michael Orr. Okay, Michael Orr. When the Ravens and Niners played in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, five or so years ago, he got hit with an atomic wave because at the Super Bowl, these guys have to go through the media availability over and over and over again. And imagine being Michael Orr, where all, 90% of the people covering the game know nothing about football, so he's going to be asked about the blind side over and over. By the last media availability, anyone that even asked him about blind side got the death stare. And I'll always remember that. Uh, as for the movie, I, I shamefully have not seen it. Sandra Bullock vehicles... Uh, really, since Love Potion Number Nine, uh, have gotten yeah, away from it. Yeah, I've seen it. I wouldn't call it the best football movie ever. Sorry, person, way back there. This does feel like a good time to check back in with you, Mark. Now, Draft Day oh, has come yeah, out. Okay. Yes. Seven years ago, almost now, and at the time, you called it, of course, famously, full of heart from start to finish. <laughs> now, has that stood the test of time? You know, I learned something—a very valuable human lesson—that is. When you are, probably for the only time in your life, asked for a movie review of a real film, right. don't, while at your parents' house on a vacation in April off of three glasses of wine, submit your review. <laughs> it will come back to haunt you. And I don't even remember draft day at this point. I, it's like, it was fine. The thing that really jumps out to me about draft day, and I don't, the question, all we want to talk about is draft day. It's the only movie well, we yeah, ever want to talk about. I thought we'd move this along. Yeah, I know, is that I'd Jennifer like to Garner. Dig in deeper. And again, we have many female listeners now, but Jennifer Garner played a capologist in the film, and I thought, like, that didn't really play to me. She didn't seem to be mm. available in that way. But right. if, you are, yeah. if you're a completist, and, and we'll move, we will move on, but there is an NFL.com. Uh, column somewhere on the internet that features Dan and I going back and forth. <laughs> it up. And I think it would unmask some of Dan's views as well that need a little <laughs> bit more exposure. To my, the... my general view was it's fine. All right. All right. B- minus. Seahawks, guys. Oh, we have another one. Yeah, we got a couple here, so oh, let's move okay. along here, boys. <laughs> oh, sorry. At Seahawks, guys, sick <laughs> nice says, <laughs> hey, hey, Dan, if you had to coach the Jets, and could only make one trade, move, or hire, what would you do? <laughs> Jets suck, haha. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a d- um, If I could make one move, I would probably get Bill Belichick back. That counts, right? We lost him once, and it, it was a convoluted trade. The Jet guy, he gets it. What do you think? Yeah. Belichick, that would be the... Get somebody that could change the culture. Good luck with your new franchise player, Antonio Brown. Mm. <laughs> there, is, there, is no, there is no sadder <laughs> clap. There's no sadder clap in all of sports than the Jets fan clapping, wishing that Bill Belichick would come back to them. Yeah, the question said, Dan, if you had to coach the Jets so you'd fire yourself after... after well, yeah. Hey, okay. I mean, you th- I, no, well, it'd be kind of well, fun to be Well, hold on. You'd go down as the one-day coach of the Jets to turn the team around. It, it would be memorable be, to be named the Jets coach and then announce that I was firing myself <laughs> to acquire Bill Belichick. Total hero. I feel All like right. I would be a good pop with the fan that's, base. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. At Baker Mayfield is my dad. 
<laughs> Mark, I'd give up my entire family and extended family if it meant the Browns would win a Super Bowl, except my Aunt Bertha. <laughs> She's the best. <laughs> would you give up the ATN podcast and all you've built together for the win? Uh-oh. <laughs> wow! You know what? I'll tell you what. Sports is vicarious. They can handle their own business. I'm not leaving this crew. Hey! I love this sentimental mark we've had the last couple of days. It was his birthday yesterday, and I think he's... Happy birthday, Sizzler! Ragingly old at this point. Wes, Wes, do we believe that answer? Yes. All right. All right. At Jason Cross, Wes, you're annoying AF and super confrontational, and you're (laughs) taking... And your take about security lanyards almost made me drive a cliff, my car off a cliff with anger. But you know more about football than anyone. Mm. So what makes you so obsessed with the Cowboys? Am I missing something? Good question. Obsession is strong. Okay. I just look at their team, and they clearly have the strongest roster in the NFL, so I enjoy watching them. Strongest, wow. It's almost weird how these, these Twitter questions are like, like giving voice to some of Erica's big frustrations. It is awkward. <laughs> and that she's saving me for last. Let's see what's next. <laughs> um, this one just popped up. That's <laughs> At Eliza Mooney. I don't know who that is. Sounds Greg, real. <laughs> Greg's voice is so annoying, I stopped listening to the podcast six years ago. I did, it. too. I cannot <laughs> listen to our podcast primarily because of my voice. Yeah, that was it, boys. All right. Thank you very much, thank- Ricky. <laughs> Thanks, right. Ricky. Not even in the form of a question, just the statement. Um, all right. Now it's time for a, a new seg called Interrogation Room, where I take a hero and I put him under the spotlight. Scary. First up... Greg Rosenthal. Follow me, son. Dan sounds serious. I don't like new things. (laughs) How you doing, Greg? I'm I'm doing, I have been doing great. This is a little worrisome. Sweating. The spotlight is enormous. For the podcast people listening, it's very dark. Now I get it. Really went all out. Greg, you like football? I do. You like your favorite team, don't you? I do. New England Patriots. Six and zero, oh, huh? That's pretty good. They've played better, but yeah, it's been an easy schedule. It's funny, funny you bring that up. (laughs) Because there are some of us that don't root for the New England Patriots that sometimes find it odd the way things tend to work out Mm. with the Patriots. Suspicious. And I I would call attention to the schedule so far this season. Let's go through it, would you mind? Please. Greg. Home to the Steelers, who pee down their leg at the thought of going to Foxborough, let alone on Sunday Night Football to open the season. That seems convenient. Convenient you forgot how you said that would be such a great game right before it happened. Shut up, Greg. (laughs) 
at the Dolphins, possibly the worst team in NFL history. Week two, nice way to get off to a nice start. Let's hear it for Henry Hodgson again. <laughs> Home against the Jets, who in the previous week lost their quarterback to... The kissing disease. And the backup quarterback to an unnecessarily violent hit from... Miles Garrett and quite necessary. <laughs> nice time to catch the Jets, eh? I mean, most times are a nice time to catch the Jets, but yes, it was good. You're a funny guy, aren't you, Greg? <laughs> you make the people laugh, that makes you feel good, right? The Bills on the road. It's fine, it's fine, good job. At Redskins, <laughs> zombie Jay Gruden, a day from being fired out of a cannon. Out of a cannon! The reports aren't true about how they didn't practice. I don't know what you're talking about. Finally, just last night, and who stayed up to watch the Thursday night football game? Is that what you, what do you guys do? Do you watch it live, or do you watch it the next day, or do you not watch it? I would say about 20% of the crowd stayed up. That is You insane. are very, that's highly commendable. Um, home to the Giants on a short week in prime time, against Danny Dimes and a collection of Red Cross volunteers at wide receiver, tight end, and running back, Greg! I mean, they, they had the, the greatest Patriot killer of their lifetime on the sideline, and they didn't use him. That is their fault. So finally, before I let you go, Greg, does that seem suspicious at all, that that's the way the schedule for the defending Super Bowl champion was historically easy for almost half the season now? Well, Dan, we've gone through this, I would say, three times a year uh, ever since we started the podcast. So how the schedule works is the divisions rotate. So the AFC East plays the NFC East this year. It's all determined ahead of time. The Jets have the same schedule. Oh, do they, Greg? Because <laughs> I haven't been playing that schedule. Anyway, and you're going to tell me the schedule, quote, unquote, tightens up. But... What the schedule makers bestowed upon you in week seven, 17. Oh, a home date against the Miami Dolphins, just in case any loose ends needed tidying. <laughs> Joke! It's a little fishy. Get out of the chair, I'll Greg. Admit. Get out of the interrogation chair. That is. By the way, I had an absolutely total confidence that Greg could handle an interrogation chair because Greg Rosenthal is probably the man that would be least phased by anything in the world, right? Like, how would, how would you ever phase Greg? It's almost impossible. There I, I would welcome an interrogation. It feels like it'd be like a fun way to feel a little more alive, you know? Yeah, it's a little creepy, Greg, but uh, I get what you're saying. There was a question put to us before the show. It was something about Greg freaking out at a concert, and it was impossible to imagine Greg freaking hmm. out in front of anyone. No, yeah, it is very hard. All right, now, next up, one of our favorite segments, one we like to call... Anybody want to take a guess? <laughs> All right, what's more likely? And since we have an audience of thousands, listeners to the podcast, nay, we are at Nebworth right now, 125,000 strong. When I say it, when I say it, you guys, give it all. Give it all you got. Now it's time for another game of... What's more likely? Beautiful. We love you guys so much. Mark, get us going. 
Well, actually, it's going to be West, Dan, according to our schedule. <laughs> Mark is not involved with an initial question on this segment. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. All right. <laughs> Wes is up in a game we like to call... What's more likely? Chris? All right, I'm going to need your help at the end here. The Browns or Jets overtake the Patriots in the AFC before Tom Brady retires, or Mark wins his sandwich prop that Trent Richardson plays another snap in the NFL. What's more likely? Greg? I've never heard a what's more likely involving a sandwich prop. This is like next level <laughs> stuff here. I'm, I'm working confused. on a few levels, Greg. All right, Tom Brady. So it's just they have to finish ahead of him in one season? Just one season, the they Jets or Browns? They have to make it further into the season than the Patriots before Tom Brady retires. Well, I'm always you know, voicing the optimistic tone to these Jets and Browns fans that on a long enough timeline, you will win. Not just be better than the Patriots. That for six years. Sure, but uh, I'm six. saying more like a 20 to 30 year, you know, uh, timeline. So that's probably how long Tom Brady will be playing. I don't think Trent's coming back. That's more likely. Mark? I watched Tom Brady for the first half last night before fading into a deep sleep <laughs> that had me convinced he does not play after this season. Ooh. Oh, yeah. You I guys, take. You guys could not Fiery. have seen the excitement on Dan and Mark's face <laughs> no. when they saw Ego. each other this morning and had their, oh, Tom Brady's old conversation. No, no, no. And you After a game where he had can't 300 get Greg yards riled and three up. touchdowns. You can't get Greg riled up. He started coming at me with next-gen stats and all this other business and Brandon Bolden in their 18th you know, five foot nine white receiver that had 35 yards in the second That's half. That's Gunnar Olszewski to you. I'm going Browns or Jets topping the Brady phenomenon before Trent Richardson. I don't think Trent, I think Trent Richardson is like in a studio somewhere doing oil painting. I don't think he has anything to do with football at this point. So Jets or Browns. All right. You're not going to answer? Uh, well, I, my hope is obviously Jets or Browns. And Trent Richardson, he's off the radar now. You used to get... Roto World updates. Wasn't he leading the AAF in touchdowns? He was leading in touchdowns, but he was averaging like negative 7.3 yards per carry. So I don't think that's <laughs> going to transfer well over to the highest level of uh, American football in the universe. So I'm going to say, he gone. All right, up I got, next I got one for you. is Greg Rosenthal. Um, two scenarios here for you. See, now I realize they say it after we talk. Kyle Shanahan returns to the Super Bowl this year and avenges all the wrongs that occurred in Super Bowl 51 when he was the coordinator of the Falcons, or Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson return to the Super Bowl and avenge all the wrongs that happened to them in Super Bowl 49. I cannot think of a team that I believe in more right now than the Seattle Seahawks. This is an NFC West room here. I don't know who I'm like catering it. towards or not catering towards. I, the Seahawks, to me, I, they are the team that not enough people are talking about. I understand that Russell Wilson's getting the MVP buzz. There's no one in the league they couldn't beat, and I would love to see them go back, play the Patriots again, and get down to that final drive and change that history the way that other teams have had a chance when they go back a second time. I'm going to go with Seattle, too, and I will say that that there are two teams in our years covering the NFL that absolutely 
deserve a, an opportunity at revenge, and it's the Atlanta Falcons uh, after 28-3. Any Falcons fans? No. Oh, you They're, they're all man. dead at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the last guy ended it four days ago. Um, <laughs> sadly, uh, the window is closed for the Falcons. That, maybe it gets reopened at the end of Matt Ryan's prime. Uh, so they're out. The Seahawks are the other team, and I would love to see that again uh, because I think that is a ghost that haunts, obviously, Wilson, Pete Carroll, and I just think it would be a great game. I think that would be an amazing Super I never want to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again, but if it's going to happen again, I, give me Seahawks rematch. I am just realizing that my wife, who I'm consistently losing points with, is a Niners fan and had to watch that Ravens-Niners oh, no. game in person, so I'll deal with that when I return home. And she listens to every show. Such Sweet a tough, Simone. Hi, such Simone. A, we love you. <laughs> such a tough question. I've changed my mind about 10 times since you asked it. Um, I love the 49ers roster and the way they're playing. It's got to be the 49ers. But. Oh. But I trust the quarterback for Seattle more, and I trust the experience that the quarterback-head coach combo, and if you throw Bobby Wagner and K.J. Wright in there, some guys on defense. Experience counts for so much in the playoffs for the NFL. I trust Seattle more, even though I think San Fran has the better roster. Well, Greg just asked the question so he could answer it. So yeah, go ahead, buddy. Just, it's rare that we ask it and all three get it wrong. That 49ers gentleman knows the answer. You, go ahead. Tell us why. Oh, I, I mean, that was enough. Uh, <laughs> I think they're just more talented. I don't think the, the numbers that say they are the best team in the league are that fluky to me. The defensive line is amazing. The running game is amazing. The How do you feel about the way the quarterback's been playing? He's fine. Jimmy G is... It's not what you told me yesterday. Jimmy G, Jimmy G is kind of the, the sticking point that you worry will be a problem getting deep into a playoff run. But we've seen some surprising quarterbacks win the Super Bowl or make it to the Super Bowl. And I really think the coaching advantage and just the pure talent level is there. All right. Good answer. A lot of 49ers fans. All right. Good seg, guys. Good seg. Thanks for your help. All right. It's time to go back to the interrogation room with Christopher Wessling. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Those it, were jeers. It was, it was like kind of for jokes and giggles when I was there, but this is for real. Take a seat, Chris. It was unrequited. Hey, Chris. Hi, Dan. You put a uh, high value on family, Wes. <laughs> I said, hope so. I've got a big one. Come from the west side of Cincinnati, correct? Oh, I do indeed. Tell me a little bit about, uh, tell the audience a little bit about the dossier about the Bengals failing me well the uh, dossier the paperwork Christopher I compiled a case against the Cincinnati Bengals in the 1990s the way most fans should when the ownership acts worse than any ownership in the history of pro sports so I have a dossier where I underlined highlighted annotated all of the things that my owner wronged me, all the ways he wronged me and my city, beyond the Bengals into conning a city into building a stadium to fill his pockets. And that 
was the formal paperwork you filed to leave the team as a family. I did. It made me feel better. Wes thought this was going to be about Joe Flacco, by the way. <laughs> but not yeah, a lie. My not a joke. Was. Not a lie. He I'm wrote sorry. out. He wrote out notes preparing for it to be Joe Flacco. <laughs> my pee scale was ten. I'm very confident in one. Joe Flacco is going to be the topic. <laughs> So anyway, you quit the Bengals, and we, you know we respect your decision there. It doesn't but, matter. But in reality, Chris, despite the fact that you say you're what was it, football agnostic? I believe that was an adjective you guys put on me. I think it was more that I was a free agent. Isn't it true that you've been a Patriots fan for the last two decades? Uh, really? Uh, the water. All right, stop throwing things, guys. Stop throwing things, please. I respect smart football teams who play interesting games. So, yes, I've been a fan of the right. way they built their roster and play football. You carried that water, didn't you, Chris? Up and down the hill. <laughs> until something happened. Until Greg's decision to sign Antonio Brown. Greg, Greg and Belichick went to a holdout volcano in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and hatched a plan to bring evil into their locker room. Hey, Erica was there, too. Erica was against it from the start. So, you're out on the on the Patriots now. They're dead. All right. So, here's the question. If you are now a free agent, in a way, could you really tell me, Mr. Family Man, <laughs> that the Bengals could never capture your heart again? Not under that ownership. Interesting. Thank you. Oh, one last thing, Chris. What is this? What is this, Dan? One more thing, Mr. Wessling, who knows what I was going to ask him about. What are you looking at right now on the on the uh, screen behind you? It's a multicolored map of the United States of America. Mark Sessler, this map has been distributed by the U.S. Census Bureau. Oh, yeah. You want to tell the audience a little bit about what they do? Uh, I will give you my definition. Go ahead. They basically go state by state, region by region, very defined regions, counting population from village to town to city to state to get that. That helps allocate where money goes. And it's very important to know if more money should be given, for instance, to the Great Lakes region, or right. the Southwest, or the Southeast. So the Great Lakes region, also known as the Midwest, nice little grouping. Wes is from it. He's from Ohio right here, from people that obviously not from the United States. Below it, you see this TN. That means Tennessee, clearly labeled Southeast, Wes. Who are you to play God and say that you get to take Tennessee to the Midwest? It's getting ugly now. Well, you see, I wish I loved anything in life as much as you guys love lines drawn on a map for political reasons. <laughs> That's enough! Come on, get out of the People chair, like Wes! me and Chief Seattle, we see things more like climate and topography and lands that were here hundreds of thousands of years ago. And if you look in that northeast corner where, where football started in America, it's pretty close to Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Nashville, Indianapolis, St. Louis, the Midwest. Mm. You 
and how come no sick, one from sir. Nashville agrees with you? Wes? Chris Wesson sorry, sorry. Is out Grass of the interrogation chair. In the fall. You're out of the Ned interrogation Brown. chair, sir. Thank you, Wes. Thank you. Wes, I mean, by the way, not into lines on a map. Has oh. like in his drafts folder on Twitter, which I looked at. Oh, wait. Breaking news. You're lucky that didn't count. Breaking news. This just came out. The Denver Broncos signed fullback Andy Janovich to a three-year, $5.7 million deal. Jono, a lot of fans. Uh, Mark, your in-depth breakdown of his abilities. Huge signing for the Broncos. I mean, this is someone, it's been a very milquetoast, stale, unwatchable offense for the most part, where the quarterback, who I'm not convinced wants to be there, this signing changes that. Anybody got something else to add? I, th- I think he handled the bit well. When, All right. When you've got a blocker like that, you've got to keep Flacco upright. It's a good signing. <laughs> uh, what's going on, Ricky, in the mailbag? You got anything else? Yeah. Um, okay. Let me look here. <laughs> At Dan's hair really sucks. Oh. <laughs> okay. Says also Thanks, clever. Dad. These Twitter handles, just I, so okay. clever. I know. I tried to pick the best ones I could too. That you should have seen the ones that I can't read. It's crazy. <laughs> um, Dan, I mean, this is for Greg. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Greg. Really knocking this one out of the park, there, Ricky. Huh? She's a real performer, folks. She is. She is going to walk out of the room if you don't shut up. <laughs> Greg, you have like ten different favorite teams. Can you just pick one or what? <laughs> the Patriots are my favorite team, but Stop. like Wes. Oh, wait, they just tweeted again, then act like it. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Saucy. I f- oh, I this find week they're your favorite again? They, they what are, about the Eagles? They're the only one that, that stops my heart, that makes me go up and down, but it is more enjoyable, and I tell my kids this, and maybe they're going to... Uh, ah. not learn how to be a normal person. <laughs> if you're watching a sporting event, pick one of the two teams to root for. It makes it more fun. There is no such thing as sports without rooting for one of the two teams. Greg, your daughter is becoming a Bucks fan. I would start to go to work on this. <laughs> Abort! I also told them, when you score, let everyone know it, which I thought was a funny thing to say when they were four or five and now seeing them act it out as children is horrifying (laughs) yeah that's fair and what do you mean by that i don't know celebrate (laughs) like celebrate enjoy it let the opponent know who scored you scored all right one more real quick all right at official lakeisha westling asks wes what's wrong with your hair You just defended her, Wes. This is, a, this is a true story. I lived on an island, and the only barber on the island moved to the next island. And instead of driving over there, I just decided, I just decided I would start shaving my head, and it never grew back after. And he looks damn good. Yeah, he does. Thank you, Dan. That, that is a cancer survivor who looks better than all of us. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Wes, show them your ass. It's incredible. Right, Lakeisha? It's a great hiney. It's also one of 7,000 stories Wes has that begins with, I used to live on an island. (laughs) Dan, you definitely do not believe that you are not the best-looking guy of the four of us. (laughs) 
Who do you think is, Mark? Who do I think it is? Yeah, who's the best looking? It fluctuates from season to season, but Greg with the beard right now, it's been a (laughs) real, he's rising up the board. Swarthy in a sexy way. Dan just choked on his water. He's so mad. (laughs) Anybody but Greg. All right. (laughs) <laughs> Let's move on. Sandwich prop time. Now, we do sandwich props, as listeners know, before the season starts, um, before free agency. But we're just going to do one here, uh, one each. And last time we did this in a live setting at London, Mark hit the prop of all props um, at my expense, which I've really never forgiven him for, uh, when he predicted that Baker Mayfield would enter for the first time as a rookie against the Jets and I'm going to act like I don't, it's not burned into my mind, but it is, and wipe away a two-score deficit, lead the Browns to a comeback win, and essentially end the Jets' season. Uh, that was pretty good. I hate you for it, but that you really did it. You, you hit a home run. Well, the crystal ball did not see what has happened over the past month plus, which has been <laughs> a psychological disaster. <laughs> well, that's fair. So let's go through... Uh, some quick sandwich props that we will, they can check out by the end of the season. And I'll, I'll get this one going, all right? And this one, a classic old Zeuser form, it, it just shows an ability to take chances, to de- take risks, to be a hero. Is this the uh, Drew Brees will be in the MVP race? I will, well, I mean, he got hurt. I will accurately predict 10 out of 12 playoff teams right now. Right now! All right, here they are. I'll take you up on it. Yes. (laughs) It's an onion hanger. Patriots. Ravens. Texans. Chiefs. That was tough. One Chiefs guy. It's going to get harder, trust me. Bills. Colts. That's the AFC. Now it gets tough. Cowboys. Packers. Always Packers fans. Saints. Very nice. Very nice. Sir? (laughs) See that man out. He's dangerous. Seahawks. Eagles. And this was tough. Rams. And the notable snubs, uh, just to help you guys out. This man's very upset. Chargers in the AFC. Lions, Bears, Vikings, and yes, the undefeated 49ers. Take me up on it. 10 out of 12. Yes. I felt more confident before I saw all those names. I think you've chosen well. And I think, especially in the AFC, there's not going to be a lot of surprise teams. I like Patriots, Ravens, Texans, Chiefs, Bills pretty strongly. But I will take you up on principle because I know, and and Dr. Rainmaker knows, taking the field is always a smart bet. That's true. Well, Greg always comes by logic, but I lean towards Mark's side that the agent of chaos is going to make an appearance, and injuries are going to make these teams way different than they are now. I think that clearly there will be three different teams in there. Mm. The Bears fan was so upset, I think, I just realized, because they didn't even make your snubs. That's how down you are. On Mitchell Trubisky. Sir, that was an oversight. I apologize. Are the Bears for good here? No, no, no. That was an oversight. And I will, since you called it out in my notes, I will add them right now. (laughs) What about uh, you, Mark Sessler? Well, I know that uh, you and I, we like to go at each other like a pair of, like, toxic unicorns sometimes. It's it's a bit of a, uh, yeah, Liam and Noel scenario. Yeah, at times. I'm going to tell you something. Ah! You just crafted 
a beautiful sandwich prop right there. Oh, thank you. I'm going to take you up, but I think you might have nailed it, too. I, I, I'm going to take you up because that's, that's the only way that I ever win these. That's how you play the game. But well done. All right. Thank you, buddy. I, I just want to say briefly what a joy it is to do a podcast with Mark. And earlier today, I saw written down on the back of a note card the words toxic unicorns. Yeah. It just and came I thought, into my what mind. What is going to happen with toxic unicorns I, tonight? And now I know. It's amazing. If I don't write these things down. <laughs> That's how it works? It's not always how it works. This is like the Wizard of Oz when they pulled I'm back the I'm not sure curtain. I wanted Greg to share that oh, nugget. Sorry. Yeah. I thought it, it was delightful. I had no yeah. idea. That's how it works, baby. Greg, you're up. We're in the podcast business, and business is booming. <laughs> <laughs> My, mine is simple uh, there's been a lot of talk uh, about Cam Newton and Nick Foles not getting their jobs back I uh, will put a sandwich on that Nick Foles and Cam Newton will both be starting for their teams and to make it a little more interesting I'll make it specific and say week 15 They'll, they'll both be starting exactly in week 15 or by week 15? They will be starting in week 15 if just coming back seemed a little too easy. So Nick Foles will get his job back and he'll keep it through week 15. And Cam Newton will get his job back and keep it and stay healthy through week 15. I, I like it. It's a good question. I'm going to take you because I don't think Cam Newton's getting his job back this year. Actually, I don't think Nick Foles is getting his job back either. It's been a lot of that. I'll take you up because, I don't know, where, are you factoring injuries into this? That's, that's the risk. Okay, well, outside of an injury, no one is pulling Gardner Minshew yeah. out of that lineup. Yeah. If he continues to play the way he has, the team finally has their fan base totally riled up for all the right reasons. And I like Nick Foles a lot, but that is how you... Turn the volume down on that situation. It That's be a noted. horrible offense. It, sh it should be noted that the same Jaguars fan base believed in Blake Bortles once upon a time. Not this way. Like 18 months ago. Not this way. I'm, I'm, I'm picking on that that's a long time away, and he's a rookie quarterback, and they might, wanna, they may, they might not be doing too well by the middle of December. The right already game. burned me for one sandwich. The right play is to take you up on it, but I think both those guys get the jobs back. There's a lot of money involved, and they also... I bl I'm not writing off either guy, and I'm not totally sold on either of the guys playing in front of him right now. So, no, I will not take you up. Wes, Chris Wessel. Short and sweet, the Baltimore Ravens will not win the AFC North. Hmm. I, I'll take you up on that. I think the Browns are the clear threat. I know you believe the Steelers have a chance, and it's not the craziest thing in the world. But I think the Ravens are an organization that will figure out what's wrong defensively as the season goes on, and I think they have enough offensively to be better than anyone else in the division. I'll take you. No analysis attached. <laughs> uh, well, I have, the, I have the Ravens winning the division, so I got you on it. So let's roll. Mark, finally you. All right, so this has been something that's been on my mind. I'm glad we're doing another round of sandwich props because I wish I had, I wish I had figured this out beforehand. Between now and Super Bowl 54, at least one NFL player will miss a game or more due to a run-in with an animal. <laughs> now, Why we save him for last? To be clear, this could range from a simple house pet to a beast of the field to an agitated winged creature. <laughs> to be fair to you, because this is probably the most probable, I'm eliminating insects. Real living animal. Insects don't count? Don't count. 
What's a beast of the field, exactly? I, like a, a deer, an angry deer or something. But I'll give you a few examples. Just it could be, for instance, uh, not limited to this, so don't call it. It's not, it could be one of these. A surprise dog bite that triggers rickets. Uh, bad stuff with a jellyfish. Falling off a horse near the townhouse a player has purchased for his not-talked-about 22-year-old side piece. A possessed bird pecking at a player. Or perhaps an NFL player being smothered by a vaguely psychotic gang of beefy squirrels grown thick off processed foods left in an abandoned flop house on the edge of town. Something like this. And And we may not get the full story right away, but it will be clear that a player has missed a game because of a run-in with an animal. Take it or leave it. After last year, I can't take you. I, uh, your abilities to look into the future, I just can't take it. I think you're on to something, and it probably involves a bear in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. I, I'm worried about the deer situation. In the Midwest. The deer is... No, Gatlinburg's more oh. towards the southeast. Like, I, I know I won't actually get a, a physical sandwich, but we do keep score on Go Get My Lunch, so I will take you up on that just for that purpose. Oh, I'm definitely taking him up on that. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, for the last time, we head back to the interrogation room. Mark Sessler, take a seat. Hello, friend. Hey, Dan. You know, he just came up. Your boy, Gardner Minshew II. You like him, don't you? I like him a lot. You really like him. Almost like him more than my own team's quarterback right now. Tell us why you like Gardner Minshew. Beyond the facial hair and all that, tell us why. I think he is the kind of person that makes an NFL season that even by week six could have some tedious issues much more exciting. By the way, look at where the edge of that table is. Let me ask you a question. He is quite fun. You know, is there a reality where maybe you'd rather have a Gardner Minshew over your boy, Baker Mayfield? Because let me, let me go on. Tell us the truth. Mark, Baker Mayfield has never been a natural fit as a hero for you, hasn't he? His swagger, his arrogance, his chronic need for attention, Ooh. all of these things have always made your it's blood boil. Dangerous. They've made your blood boil as both an NFL fan, as a reporter, as a person. Not as a reporter. Uh, These these are clearly your issues with Baker Mayfield, and I'm stunned that you're projecting. What if I told you Garden Minshew could be a Brown? What if I told you that the sixth-round pick from Nowhere You, who rose up as a savior of the people, a man of the people, a humble warrior who worked hard, earned an opportunity, made the most of it, all by staying true, all while staying true to who he was, sounds like a lot like someone I know. You know what? I'm looking at him. His name is Mark Anthony Sessler. Anthony, I see right through you. You would love to be Gardner Minshew. I would love to be him. Yes. So admit you'd rather have Gardner Minshew, not Baker Mayfield, the guy that is the antithesis of everything 
you like about pro sports. Not bending on this because someone's going to tweet out some section of this video and I'm going to have Baker Mayfield on me if this gets out. Let me tell you something oh. right now. Let me tell you something. I would yes. not trade Minshew for Baker Mayfield. I would trade a low-level defensive player, line Minshew and Baker Mayfield up in the same backfield. You're running wildcat. You're running two-quarterback offense. You don't know what's going to happen. That's the wave of the future. Fair enough, Mark. That's called innovation. Fair enough. Per permission, permission to cross-examine the witness. I've always you know wanted what? to say it's that. Not, I don't know if this is a courtroom, but permission it sounds, to cross -examine it sounds the witness. fun, so come on. Good cop, bad cop. Uncomfortable. By the way, this is what it was actually like when Greg was our boss. <laughs> That's goddamn Greg's right. Greg's the same size standing up as Mark is sitting down. <laughs> Mark, how many meals have you eaten today? Mark, how many meals have you eaten this week? Next question. Mark, do you like food? This is a separate Have topic. you ever eaten food? Have you ever thought that the, your lack of food is maybe contributing to your annoyance with football teams and football players and humanity? This I rest my case. You're out of the chair, well, Mark. Hold on. Yeah. This is like oh. such a Greg thing. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I have never in my life, you know, when you travel with someone, you get eating to know food. him real well. Greg, like, you know, he has some robotic qualities. Eats three meals a day at the exact same time every single day and goes to the gym at the exact Wait, same time. someone's booing square meals? Seems like a weird I, thing to listen, get fired I'm up about. Saying. I want Zeuser in that chair. Oh, all right. Get in the chair! Whatever. Wow. We're just freestyling. Please. What?! This was not scripted. Is your favorite type of frog? <laughs> uh, the American bullfrog is my favorite type of frog. Good answer. All right, thank you. All right, we're uh, getting close to the end here. And by the way, we're going to have a Q&A. Uh, so if you have something you want to ask us, um, you will have an opportunity in a few minutes, but uh, it's been such a, um, a fun, exciting evening so far. This feels like, Mark, a good time to maybe calm things down a little bit. Just a bit. And get everybody in uh, maybe a different headspace. Into a unified space, I think. Okay, Mark, take it away with one of your world-famous meditations. And I want everyone... Close your eyes. To follow Let's be chill. Along. Now it's time to take a deep breath in. And as you breathe out, simply close your eyes. As you begin to take flight to that timeless space within, where you find yourself in a garden by the sea. You are alone, but you don't feel alone because toward you, silence. Along the garden path comes a hot pink Volkswagen Jetta. It stops before you, 
the back door opens. Without even thinking about it, you climb in. And the driver, she turns around and you recognize her face. It is Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> 2.0. Mark's in my dreams right now. Smiling at you and nodding to the seat beside you, where a plump orange kitten sits nestled in a ball. You pet the kitty. Its fur is soft and warm. The little kitty purrs and climbs into your lap, looking up into your eyes with a big yawn. Come closer, says the kitty cat. Come smell my breath. Gross, you think to yourself. But for some reason, you draw closer to the kitty cat's cute little orange face. How does it smell, the cat asks. My kitty breath, does it smell appealing? Queen Elizabeth begins to cackle hysterically and punches the gas and everything goes yellow and white as you awaken to find Wes and Greg wearing nothing but overalls and spreading fancy feast chicken and tuna flavored wet cat food all over your body with big wooden spoons. Meditation totally over. Mark Sessler. They call him the quiet storm. I was raised without any religion, and when Mark takes us on these, I go with him. And I think it's the, it's the closest I've, I've come to God. Thank you for taking that what, chance, Greg. When I think about how, all the ways the podcast can one day end, ah. it could, one of them could be Mark starting a cult and wearing red Nikes with like a thousand other people on a commune and being the leader that they follow into the spaceship. That's Wes. In my mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before, before we wrap things up, how about a little Q&A from you guys? Uh, Got a who, mic again, over here for you guys. Yeah, thank you again for everybody coming, and uh, yes, ask away. And, and the bar is open. Oh, they know. I know our listeners. Keisha, can I get a drink? Who are you picking? Oh, I have to pick somebody? <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to do it. Greg's going to do One reason Wes got married. Uh, Lamar Jackson right there. Number eight. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Um, so the shadowy league figures have given you the power. Um, for one season, you can choose a, uh, a set of divisions, northeast, southwest, one for each of you. No, you don't, don't start upsetting Wes here. <laughs> <laughs> but you can swap a team in the, a in the AFC and the NFC. Who do you switch and why? This feels like a Greg question. It, it's a great one. It hurts my brain. I've got one for you. You know, I, I always thought it jarring when the Seahawks that I grew up with were in the AFC and a very different type of team than they are today. Went to the NFC. It just like I was young enough where I was like, what's happening here? This is destabilizing. I like to put them back into the AFC and see what happens. I do That's like how the, the idea Patriots take a dirt nap, baby. Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes fighting for the AFC West, yeah, with Tom Brady using a walker. I like that. I know pe fans of, of tradition in the AFC East wouldn't like this, but I've always thought it'd be cool to have a Northeast division, get the Dolphins out of there, and bring in the Giants. Both New York teams, Buffalo and New England, have at it. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, this gentleman right here. I can't move that fast. Sorry. 
Hey, dog. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, <laughs> good friend of mine couldn't make it tonight, and he asked, told me to ask his question. Um, your pain rankings that you did, mm-hmm. he calls bullshit on it. And he says... Not mad enough to be here to tell me that, apparently. <laughs> hey! His decision. He's he a smart one. the Jets should be nowhere near number two. So how do you defend that? And do the rest of the guys agree with you? Um, I'll take it, my answer off the air. Thank you. Yes, thank you for the question. Uh, yeah, I just think uh, being a Jets fan, the number one thing that really annoys me is when somebody says to anyone that's under the age of 60, well, you, got, you have Joe Namath, you had Super Bowl three. No, nobody uh, that I know in my life other than my father had Joe Namath in Super Bowl three, And... All my life, all I've known is heartache and suffering, and also the worst type of suffering, which is embarrassing suffering. Things like people like butt fumbles, like stuff like that, mono, like things like that that don't happen to other teams. They happen to the Jets. They invent ways to break your heart, and this season has been a perfect example. Um, So you have to be a, a sucker for punishment. I think they've earned their spot. People could say, well, they have a Super Bowl. I just disagree with that fundamentally uh, because once you hit 50 years, half a century, uh, there's a whole generation of people that know nothing but misery. Here's another angle. When you work for NFL.com and you go to a higher up and suggest the idea of pain rankings and they say, yes, you control how that operates. And Dan did a nice job with that. Thank you, Mark. Who's next? Uh, Dan, I'm currently dealing with the little C. Um, so Wes how do you think Dan coped with the little C and how is he still here today relevant relevant for those who may not know the little C is the common cold I call it the double C Uh, Wes had the big C cancer which oh yeah I mean way to battle but the little C is the one that doesn't get the respect and especially when you're a podcast host can be debilitating go ahead Wes well I would say the difference between Dan's experience and mine was that he had more sniffles (laughs) <laughs> that's and, and Dan talked about his more I mean that's the thing about the little C and Dan is you, you hear a lot about it it is, it is quite amazing it is yeah, an indictment of myself that you've heard more about my cold than Wes talked about his cancer Ricky I want you to you pick people it's too hard for me to pick you want Thank me to you. do it? yes okay. Thank you. well I got a shout out got a female here in an ATN shirt that is badass yes. I'm gonna come over here I never understand what the hell you're saying, so this will be funny. <laughs> um, before I ask my question, I think we should sing Happy Birthday to Mark. Oh, great yeah. call. All right, on three. One, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mark. Happy birthday to you. Thank you, thank you. And many more. Some more. By the way, in the middle of that joyful interpretation, Erica leaned into my ear and said, sing into the f***ing mic. <laughs> Mark, did you ever imagine in, in any world that uh, as you turn, I won't say what you're turning, because I want to remain your friend, that a, a room full of uh, men Heroes. And, and a few women that you don't know would be eleven women, to you Greg, in London. In London, well, you know, Greg, while I, your children are half a world away. I, I, I lived in Surrey for a little bit. If you didn't know, Greg, oh, yeah, so, right. hey. I, it's not that surprising. 
we just connect that, that way. By the way, common cold references to Mark reminding people that he grew up in Surrey. Pretty close. Pretty close. <laughs> All right, who else? Oh, did you ask your question? Oh, no. All that right, feels kind of like you're kind of questioning. Chance. Yeah. Because it was kind of like, can we sing happy birthday to Mark? We granted you your ultimate wish, and now we must move on, sir. You're, you're kind of like the guy who, when... Dan put up tickets uh, for the show, responded, oh, the same but got the date wrong. That poor guy. And unfortunately, we told him he got it. Weren't we going to do I gotta something eat, nice I got to eat the poop on that because... Um, he got banged. He got banged because I, w- I was careless, so I want to give him a shout-out right now uh, because he was cool about it. His name is Joel Dowson. Uh, he's a great listener. And I also want to shout-out who won, Jim Armshaw. Are you here, Jim? That'd be weird if you weren't. Jim! Hey! Good go. to have you here. Congratulations. He got, <laughs> he got the trivia answer to get the tickets. I just anyway. want to tell you that the 20 to 25 minutes where that was unfolding in real time, where Dan had to, through a series of DMs, tell one person, uh-uh, and the next person, yes, was super enjoyable. It was amazing. It was the back of a cab. We were, we were in a cab, and Dan was like, this is the worst possible way that this could possibly happen. This is what I was trying to avoid. That, no, all I could think was my wonderful mother back home in the States, her thing that she said to me, no good deed goes unpunished. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Ask your go, question. Go for it. First of all, Greg, it's about me. Okay. <laughs> good job uh, with that. Well, the question is, um, what's more likely? Dan releases the unreleased episodes of the Throwback Podcast, yeah! or yeah! Greg releases the tapes? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. What are the tapes again, Wes? Do you recall? Greg was the front man for an emo prog rock band called Delaware in the mid-90s when Greg at like... Not emo or not prog rock. And you guys don't know this about Greg. When he was like 15 years old, he had these huge trap muscles. He, was, he looked like this intimidating athlete. This he part was on is top true. of the world. I met a lot of people in college that when they met me, they said, you look so much bigger in the freshman lookbook, which is not even a thing that exists anymore. Greg did this weird thing where he started doing steroids in high school and then only worked out his traps. Like a really questionable decision. I also had a badass, you know, parted down the middle, black hair dye. It was like a punk rock style. But no, and it is true because we laid it out. We want to hear you as the lead singer of Delaware. And we put it out there that it would be a a major charity uh, donation would be made if you ever ever release them. Are you going to play them today for the audience? Well, I've got a surprise for all of you. Welcome the founding members of Delaware. (laughs) Please. (laughs) One of them. All right, we got another question over here. It's not going to happen. Hey, Japs. Um, A two-parter. Where is Wes's toaster right now? And is there an appliance that could bring the game back? It's funny you ask, because when we were trying to figure out the trivia question for the tickets, that one came up, where is Wes's toaster? It physically sits in my bottom desk drawer at work, where it stays since uh, Damashek beat Greg to win the toaster, and, and Dave never came to collect it. So it still sits there. With some Reggie Wayne quote on it for some reason. It's so surprising he didn't come fetch it because you can make a piece of toast with all 32 insignias burnt onto it. I don't know or why that wouldn't be. Or just the Colts. And a, co- a common question we get is what happened to win Wes's toaster the game? And people seem to think that Greg killed the bit because Greg likes to kill things that we love. <laughs> but in truth, uh, Wes lost the desire, the drive. And I'm hoping 
one day it comes back and we could return uh, to some great uh, challenges on the show. But it, that's up to Chris, basically. If you make it to your 50th birthday and we're still doing this podcast. Look, if, if Rainmaker can come back, the toaster can come <laughs> Ooh, back. Oh, I like it. All right, we'll take, we'll take right, a few more, here. Ricky. Dan, yes. to your left. Here I am. There uh, I am. Thank you. Um, so my question is more of an NFL-based question rather than you. Your jokes. Thank you. Link. All of the This talk, guy's all business. All business. All serious. <laughs> no jokes. Um, all of the talk about Jalen Ramsey getting traded from the, the Jags, potentially. Why is there no talk of Josh Norman getting traded from the tanking Redskins? Because Josh Norman's not good at football. I mean, he's, he's struggling. I think I actually put together a, a trade candidates list and put him on it. And if anyone would just take his contract, I think they would happily give him away. I could see it happening. Greg, that is your reader. <laughs> now, I, you know what? And, the, and I talked about... Come Jay- on, that was the best one of the night. I'm with you, Mark. I've talked... Jalen Ramsey... Deserve better I, I, pop. I've been upset about Jalen Ramsey, the way he's handled this situation. And I would imagine, you know, Antonio Brown, the best wide receiver in the league, arguably... Is, yeah! I, really? What? What the f*** is going on going on? He, he's out of football because he was a jerk. And Jalen Ramsey, who certainly hasn't done anything close to what Brown did or what Brown's dealing with, but I would just wonder, Jalen Ramsey, is he a guy who's trying to get paid and trying to... Do you want to give a Jalen Ramsey a massive contract seeing the way he's handling the end of his career in Jacksonville? I don't, I don't know. Well, do you believe people change? Yes, people change, but that's a big risk to hope he does. All right, a couple more. Here Ricky. we go. This one's for Mark. Uh, how many wins do Adam Gase's Cleveland Browns get next season? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, Rare I, question of both me and Mark Lewis. You should that mic when you're done with it. It's funny because it's true. Uh-oh. We got a standing room only question back here. I don't even get to so... answer that. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> Guys, so, so we obviously want a team in London. Um... So my question is this. If you were going to annoy one fan base in the US by stealing their team and taking it to London, which fan base would you piss off? The Jags. The Jags seem like the easy answer. The ja- they don't have much history. Their owner clearly wants to do it. If they lose enough, I think he would, he would enjoy that. I could think of a team that could learn a lesson through a move. Your little Baltimore Ravens, send them. <laughs> and I send them on the new train, not the channel thing, but you just send them under the Atlantic Ocean. Let's see if they even arrive in England. I mean, that's fair, and I love it, but it, you do forget, or people forget, that in 1984, the Balt- city of Baltimore lost the Colts, a Dan, you are killing me with this moving argument. truck. 18-wheelers showed up in the middle of the night, and they emptied out the team facility and moved to Indianapolis. It does not excuse what happened with Cleveland. That was a disgrace. But how about we don't move any team and find a way to make it worth, work with an expansion team or even add two teams to keep it, everything average? None of this ripping the hearts out of fan bases like we saw in San Diego. Why do the Chargers need to stay in Los Angeles? The Chargers do not need to stay in Los Angeles, I'm sorry. They can come to London. Nobody right. wants them here either. But uh, we got another one back here, way in the back. All right. You see me? You see me? I do see you. You got it? Yes. You good? Okay. You're glowing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Here we go. Hello, heroes. Um, you've had guests on the pod, obviously. Just wondered if anyone right now or historic 
who you would love to have on the pod, just to ask any particular question, your sort of top guest through the history of the league? I mean, outside of having Ricky on for like a full episode just Absolutely, to dig yeah. into the wonderment. Lil Debbie, we've had her. Wes, how about... You're saying anyone, not, not like the best guest we've ever had, because that would no, definitely no. not be Greg Hardy, uh, 2014, <laughs> episode 212. Uh, Wes, how about, I'll throw one out there, because we were talking about him recently, Brett Favre. Yes, Brett Favre would be great. I think that the thing is, though, that you'd, you'd have to guarantee they would be interesting, because it's a podcast. You're not going to be seeing them, you're only going to be hearing them. And I'm sorry, but athletes tend not to be that interesting. <laughs> I would probably pick Henry. <laughs> it is. We love Henry Hodgson, vice president of international. He told me, he actually threatened me when I got off the plane. Every time you address my name, you add vice president of international NFL media. <laughs> and we love Neil. handsome as well. Neil Reynolds all right, you want one more? You want to end with show, one? We love him. Sure. Last question, last question. All right, all right. Ricky loves, she's drunk with power right now. Look at her. You got half of that right. This <laughs> <laughs> right, question for Dan. Yes. What do you think will be worse, supporting a team that is trying really hard to be dreadful and is dreadful, like the Miami Dolphins, or supporting a team that actually is trying to be good but is dreadful, like the New York Jets. The shoe drops. <laughs> um, screw you, good sir. Uh, it sucks, it's terrible, and I hope things get better now that our quarterback, Sam Darnold, is back in the lineup. Where I'm really looking forward to the game. All right, everybody, it's been an incredible honor to, to be here with you guys. It's, we said it last year, we've said it on the podcast, but we'll say it again, that of all the incredible things... Uh, that have come to us through this podcast, the thing that has shocked us the most and has been the most rewarding has been you guys, the overseas audience that <laughs> took us in, vouched for us, pumped us up, and we're not here if it's not for you guys. So we love you so much and your support. And... They're fine. They're fine. And Greg, because he has the, the Vanity Project with Jeselnik, he is making a lot of money, so Mark will, he'll be handling the tab at the bar from now until midnight. Either Greg or Jeselnik will cover it. One or the other. Actually, no, you have to pay for it, but it's, uh, the bar is open till midnight. You can chill here. We'll be around if you want to talk, take pictures, do whatever you want. Thank you so much for coming. We Thank love you. you. go into your shower feeling tired but as soon as you reach for the irish spring your day immediately gets better that crisp fresh unmistakable irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses so when you finally emerge from the shower 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.